do you think and are there other moves uh, afoot that um, you know could ease the way for universities uh, to um, fall under a framework agreement? Um, because I must say these agree these uh, negotiations tend to take a lot of time. What what do you know about um, what moves are afoot to to help us uh, function more <laughs> efficiently under this legislation, Piers? There are a lot of uh, recent and moving developments kind of all around this data diplomacy uh, topic you're, you describe. Um, I'll talk strictly about Canada and what's happening in Canada. So we have um, uh, currently at the federal level, there is Bill C-11, which is, uh, it is the update to PIPEDA. So keeping in mind that PIPEDA is 20 years old. Um, as of this year, so it is a fairly old piece of legislation. So we have Bill C-11, which has been tabled um, to update PIPEDA again to kind of make it more in line with current GDPR and other uh, creeping international data protection legislation. Like I mentioned, the California Consumer Protection Act is is basically a California GDPR. Um, there's there's other U.S. states that are moving that way as well. We have Brazil with their LGPD. Um, it's it's basically Brazil's GDPR. So we need to we we rec- we as a country um, legislatively have recognized that we do need to step up and and get some better privacy protections in play. My criticisms about C11 are that it doesn't actually go far enough, um, and so effectively we would be almost be back to the drawing board. And whether that would be considered adequate or not, I I couldn't tell you at this uh, moment in time. But there is an opportunity there whereby um, we can get those, if we being, you know, university, higher education, um, we can lobby the government to get those necessary clauses or changes into this new legislation so that we might be able to rely on adequacy um, and and not have to worry about standard contractual clauses. So that is one option. Uh a little, a little bit far out. Again, considering we have a minority government at the federal level, this bill has stalled at uh, committee, um, and given you know, I, as always with a minority government, there's always that risk that we will be uh, in a snap election, uh, which means that the legislation or the bill would effectively die off, and we we'd have to go back to the to the writing or the starting board. So that's what's happening federally. Provincially, uh, the Ontario government actually did public consultations on the new um, provincial uh, private sector legislation. Uh, I, contrib- I contributed to those uh, consultations as well to say, hey, listen, don't forget about the universities and that um, while we're covered by FIPA, we have commercial operations, we have certain uh, arrangements that we do uh, internationally or cross-border um, that may need to rely on the protections in this private sector legislation that we currently don't have in FIPA. So again, there's there legislatively, we there are different uh, avenues and options that are being pursued to make this a little bit easier for organizations in Ontario um, to, to continue doing business uh, uh, internationally. Uh, again, and this is a competitive thing because we you know, the province doesn't want to lose its competitive advantage internationally in getting its products and market out there. So that's, that's the legislative side of things. Now, GDPR refers to codes of conduct or international standards. Um, this, the, and then the Bill C-11 also makes reference to uh, relying on code of conducts or, or standards, uh, so on and so forth. So 
absent of the legislation changing um, and keeping uh, up in pace with the the ever-changing landscape of data privacy and technology, we can rely on standards or codes of conduct. So when I say standards, I'm, I'm talking about ISO standards, so International Standards Organization standards. Um, we have the 27,000 series, which is for information uh, security. Um, there's other specific ISO standards that relate to, uh, specifically to privacy management. Um, but I can, at the Canadian level, uh, there are two standards bodies right now working on but so if ever an organization asks us, well, are you, you know, are you ISO 27001 certified? Our, our technical response would be no. However, we do adhere to the principles and we would demonstrate to that organization how we do so. Um, there's other, there's other standards. Uh, for example, there is the cyber essentials certificates that are available. Um, so, you know, there's each individual unit could go ahead and, and get certified under the cyber essential scheme. Um, that is something that, you know, Hello Louise and, and I, we have certainly worked on for, for minimal projects uh, her office manages. Uh, so uh, there, there are opportunities for us to, again, rely on the existing standards that are out there, whether they're international, uh, Canadian-based or European-based, um, and leverage them to, to position ourselves as, let's call it, leaders in data privacy with respect to research uh, enterprise agreements. Thank you so much, Pierce. You've really helped me understand this uh, issue uh, uh, tremendously. I can see there's a lot more to understand and it's obviously a space we've got to keep watching and uh, we have to keep com <laughs> coming to you with uh, when, when these things change. But so in my understanding is that there's, there's personal responsibility, there's institutional responsibility and we're complying with provincial, federal and international regulations.